everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel for the September CIO Investor Forum. Mark Hayfley, Chief Investment Officer for UBS Global Wealth Management, is joined by Davide Serra, Founder and Chief Executive Officer at Algebras Investments, to discuss the current macro environment and investment opportunities. Here is their conversation. With global equities at all-time highs, yields at low levels, and credit spreads tight, where do you see the best opportunities both in the credit and the equity space? Mark, I see the best opportunity in the financial space, both in equity and in credit. At financials level, in particularly in the global systemically important financial institution, both in Europe and the US, for the simple reason that capital has never been as high Secondly, we are key beneficiary of rising interest rates. And third, the regulation is now over with a Basel IV adaptation. And as a result, capital returns might start. Secondly, from the credit perspective, because it's the only part in the credit spectrum that has not been manipulated by active central bank buying. And as a result, you can still enjoy 3 to 4% yield in very, very safe assets in investment grade names among the strongest and safest financial institutions in the world like UBS. All right, Davide, you highlighted some of the reasons you're so focused on the financial sector and, and what the drivers are there. How, can you get in a little more detail on how you know some of the noise we hear around what central banks are doing or how uh, governments are focusing on more ESG, how that might also be a positive for the financial sector? Yes, Mark. I think, you know, central bank will shift basically from a regime where they think that they can can control anything by basically printing money to the fact that inflation is not picking up. You just need one data. The ECB has basically got the forecast wrong on inflation for 15 years, and this time they got it wrong too, but to the upside and not to the downside. So you have the first inflection point data. Secondly, what means is that who has paid so far over the last 20 years, the reduction in nominal rates has mainly been financials. Because when you deposit your money in a bank, the bank used to make money. Now they're losing money. But they still have the people, the branches, the infrastructure, the money laundering. And as a result, they've been suffering on margins. This is about to change once for good. At the same time, the reason why ESG is a positive factor because, as you know, on direct exposure, banks are the least polluting. And because of central bank and government action, they have been taking, you know, uh, the proper look at who have been financing and they're cutting emission through indirect exposure, because clearly directly they don't pollute much. And as a result, I think that they be a key beneficiary because they are in a position to finance growth at very attractive terms on company, which are actually doing good and great for the world. So overall, if you think that equity plus credit has a combined yield between 5 and 6%, uh, and so you can actually keep exposure to the financial sector, and between dividend yield and credit yield, whether it's 81, tier 2, you can enjoy you know, a 5% handle on dollar, which is de facto interest rates hedged, because if rates rise, those earnings and those credit spreads tighten, and the earnings go up. And so that's why I think it's a good time to cut the historical underweight over the last 15 years post Lehman, simply because of a re-regulation, capital increase, and the industry has changed.
All right. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I don't know that many managers who are able to look through the markets from macro to micro the way that you are uh, or vice versa. But I want to ask you about a a different way of cutting through the markets. And you've got a lot of experience. I'm sure you have a view, which is what about active and passive these days? I mean, you obviously run active strategies, and I, I know you're involved down, to, you know, security by security up and down the capital structure. But w- what do you want to tell our investors about active versus passive funds? So I think actually, Mark, here we are at the massive inflection point. So if you think about it, when central bank started expanding the balance sheet at an unprecedented level, to be honest, all boats go up at the same time. And so passive was a fast way to get exposure uh, on an indiscriminate basis in a cheap way. I think with the, in my view, regime shift about to happen, the day central bank stop manipulating markets, we will see who was swimming you know, naked and who was actually knew how to swim. And I think the Evergrande debacle in China is the first example. There are lots of US, lots of investors around the world that think China grows on GDP number and doesn't matter what you own, you're going to make money. Well, that ultra simplistic view, I think, is about to change. The same in some of the valuation in technology company that, you know, the more money they lose, uh, the higher the valuation because it means they're going to have higher growth in the future. I think the day rates start rising, that music is going to stop. And so we are absolutely for active strategy. On top of it, passive strategy don't defend any longer a portfolio on the classic 60-40 equity fixed income because both legs are vulnerable at the time of rising rates. And what in history has always hit investor has been inflation. You know, over 500 years, there is one thing yet to protect yourself was inflation. And I think people have forgotten this. And that's why we think it's time for active and it's time to reduce your passive significantly. All right, David. It's controversial, thought-provoking, as always. And uh, we thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to doing it again soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Mark. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliates. The views and opinions expressed in this material by external guest speakers are those of the author, speaker, and are not those of UBS, its subsidiaries, or affiliates. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over the content of this material or any claims, losses, or damages arising from the use or reliance of all or any part thereof. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient, and published for informational purposes only. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.